Save big money and transform your home with new appliances now at Menards. We offer the lowest prices and the largest in-stock appliance selection ready to take home today. Check out top appliance brands, including KitchenAid, Maytag, Whirlpool, Amana, and Criterion. Upgrade your home and save big money on new appliances at Menards. Shop our entire selection of appliance options online today at Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. Welcome to our podcast, and this week at London Visited, we go to the London Palladium to tell you all about this iconic place in London. My name's Steve, and each week I'll bring to you the facts, history and information about different parts of this great capital. If you've been to London, are planning on visiting, live here or just love London from afar, then this is the podcast for you. Also, don't forget to visit our YouTube channel, London Visited, to see videos covering this place and so many others across London. And now to this week's podcast. The London Palladium is a Grade 2 West End theatre located on Argyle Street in London in the famous area of Soho. The theatre holds 2,286 seats. The roster of stars that have played there, many have been televised performances. Between 1955 and 1969, Sunday night at the London Palladium was held at the venue, which was produced for the ITV network. The show included a performance by the Beatles on the 13th of October 1963. One national paper's headlines in the following days coined the term Beatlemania to describe the increasingly hysterical interest in the band. While the theatre has a resident show, it is also able to host one-off performances, such as concerts, TV specials and Christmas pantomimes. It has hosted the Royal Variety performance 43 times, most recently in 2019. In March 2020, the venue was closed due to the COVID-19 pandemic's effect on the theatre industry, but reopened just over four months later in August 2020. However, the theatre closed again in December 2020 because of a new strain of the coronavirus, but it is estimated that the theatre will reopen in May 2021 at the earliest, in line with current government guidelines. Walter Gibbons, an early moving pictures manager, built the Palladium in 1910 to compete with Sir Edward Moss's London Hippodrome and Sir Oswald Stroll's London Coliseum. The facade, on the site of Argyle House, demolished in the 1860s, from which the pub opposite took the name the Argyle Arms, dates back to the 19th century. Formerly, it was a temporary wooden building called Corinthian Bazaar, which featured an aviary and aimed to attract customers from the recently closed Pantheon Bazaar which is now the site of Marks and Spencer's in Oxford Street. The theatre was rebuilt a year later by Frederick Hangler, the son of a tightrope walker, as a circus arena for entertainments that included promenade concerts, pantomimes and an aquatic display in a flooded ring. It then became a national ice skating palace, a skating rink with real ice. However, the rink failed and the Palladium was redesigned by Frank Matcham, a famous theatrical architect who also designed the Colosseum on the site that had previously housed Hangler Circus. The building now carries Heritage Foundation commemorative plaques, honouring Lou Grade and Frankie Vaughan. The theatre retained many of its original features and was Grade 2 listed in September 1960. The Palladium had its own telephone system so that the occupants of boxes could call one another. It also had a revolving stage. The theatre started out as the Palladium, a premier venue for variety performances. Pantomimes were also featured there. In 1926, the pantomime starred Lenny Dean as Cinderella, footage of which remains to this day. The theatre is especially linked to the Royal Variety performances, where many were and still are held. In 1928, for three months, the Palladium also ran as a cinema. Following this Cine Variety episode, 
the theatre fell dark for a short period in the autumn of 1928. From the 3rd of September 1928, the Palladium reopened under the directorship of the impresario and producer George Black as part of the General Theatre Company, GTC. When Black took control, the theatre was close to bankruptcy. He revived its fortunes by returning the original ethos of the Palladium by staging large variety shows with a capital V. As well as headlining Britain's homegrown acts, he brought over big American stars such as Duke Ellington and his orchestra, Adelaide Hall, Louis Armstrong and Ethel Waters for the two-week engagements. Before too long, under Black's management, the Palladium was soon gaining praise again as the world's leading variety theatre. In 1935, Black initiated the Crazy Gang reviews at the Palladium, for which he is chiefly remembered, with life begin to Oxford Circus. The reviews continued at the Palladium as an annual event until they were transferred to the Victoria Palace Theatre in 1940. Black managed the Palladium until his death in 1945. The climax of the 1935 Alfred Hitchcock spy thriller, The 39 Steps, was filmed at the Palladium. The theatre was hit by an unexploded German parachute mine on the 11th of May 1941. The device had fallen through the roof, becoming lodged over the stage. A Royal Navy bomb disposal team was sent to deal with it. After the mine was located, the fuse locking ring had to be turned to allow access to the fuse itself. Rather disconcertingly, the fuse began ticking as soon as it was touched. This caused a rapid evacuation of the media area, but the mine did not detonate. The two team members cautiously returned, extracted the fuse, and removed other hazardous components. Rendering the mine safe, it was then lowered to the stage and disposed of. The George Medal for Gallantry and Undaunted Devotion to Duty was given to Sub-Lieutenant Graham Morris Wright for his action in the Palladium on that night. He was later killed on the 19th of August 1941, while en route for Gibraltar on board a torpedo troopship SSS Algala. Val Panel took over as managing director after George Black's death in 1945. He adopted a controversial but very successful policy of presenting high-priced, big-name American acts at the top of the bill. Among many, the list included Carmen Miranda, Judy Garland, Sophie Tucker, Bing Crosby, Danny Kaye, Rosemary Clooney, the Andrews Sisters with Vic Schroen and his orchestra, Bob Hope, Lisa Minnelli, Lena Horne, Ella Fitzgerald, Peggy Lee, Frank Sinatra, Sammy Davis Jr., Frankie Lane and Johnny Ray, freezing out many British stars of the day who were relegated to second billing. From 1955 to 1967, the theatre was the setting for the top-rated ITV variety show, Sunday Night at the London Palladium, hosted first by Tommy Trindler, followed by Bruce Forsyth, Norman Vaughan and Jimmy Tarbuck. The programme was broadcast live every week by ATV, which was owned by the famous theatrical impresario Lou Grade. Production was by Val Panel. Six programmes aired as special episodes in the United States between May and August 1966 on NBC. British stars on the show included Cliff Richard and the Shadows, Petula Clark and the Beatles and the Rolling Stones. The Beatles publicist said that after the band's first appearance on the show in October 1963, Beatlemania took off in the UK. Their performance was watched by 15 million viewers. Parnell became associated with Property Development Company and began to sell Moss Empire Theatres for redevelopment. When it became known in 1966 this fate awaited the London Palladium, the Victoria Palace and even the Theatre Royal, Drury Lane. Prince Littler organised a takeover to save the theatres and Val Parnell retired to live in France. The new managing director of Stoll Moss was Louis Benjamin, who took on the role while continuing as MD of Pi Records 
within the ATV group. By 1965, the Wine Society was operating out of a cellar under the Palladium. Additionally, it was also using one at Joyner Street under London Bridge Station, and one at St James's Bond in Rotherhite, which usually flooded at high tide. In 1968, Sammy Davis Jr. starred in Golden Boy, the first book musical to be produced in the venue. A Johnny Cash album was recorded there in 1968, but Columbia Records never released it. Bootlegs of the performance are still in circulation. On the 6th of December 1970, Dorothy Squires gave a concert at the Palladium, recorded for an LP release the following year. In July 1973, glam rock band Slade played a gig in the theatre, which resulted in the venue's balcony nearly collapsing. In 1976, Marvin Gaye recorded a live concert at the venue. The performance was documented on a resulting double LP, entitled Live at the London Palladium, and released in 1977. In July 1974, singer Cass Elliott performed for two weeks. 48 hours after her final performance, she died in her sleep in a rented flat in Mayfair. In 1981, the cellars of the Palladium housed a waxworks museum, aptly named the Palladium Cellars, headlined by a Yul Brynner live projection animation as the cowboy gunslinger from Westworld. In the late 1980s, the Palladium was once again the setting for the popular ITV variety show Live from the Palladium, compared by Jimmy Tarbuck. During this time, the theatre was under the ownership of Stoll Moss Theatres Group and the management of Margaret and David Locke, who were both major shareholders of Stoll Moss at the time. In 1988, the Edinburgh Gang Show appeared as part of the British Musical Society's Silver Jubilee. In 2000, ownership of the theatre changed once again when Stoll Moss was acquired by Andrew Lloyd Webber's really useful group. From the 3rd of May 2000 to the 5th of May 2002, the London Palladium played The King and I, starring Elaine Page and Jason Scott Lee. This production was a West End transfer of the hugely successful 1996 Broadway production. Before the opening, the box office had already taken in excess of £7 million in ticket sales. This version of the show was a lavish affair, with a new dialogue and music added, while the original material was updated. After the production closed, the famous but outdated revolving stage was removed to make way for more modern technology. From April 2002 to the 4th of September 2005, the Palladium played host to the theatrical version of Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, with a song scored by the Sherman Brothers as a successor to The King and I. Throughout its three-and-a-half-year run at the venue, the production starred many celebrities. This show proved to be the most successful in the theatre's long history and reunited, 50 years later, the show's choreographer Gillian Lynn with the theatre in which she appeared as the Palladium star dancer during the early 50s. Lloyd Webber and David Ian's production of The Sound of Music opened at the Palladium in November 2006. The production ran for just over two years before closing in February 2009. The London Palladium turned 100 years old on Boxing Day 2010 and a one-hour television special entitled 100 Years of the Palladium aired on BBC Two on the 31st of December 2010. Sir Elton John performed at the venue in September 2013 in a special show where he was presented with the Brit Awards icon, subsequently broadcast in ITV. Robbie Williams promoted his new album, Swings Both Ways, on the UK's 1000th number one album, with a one-night performance on the 8th of November 2013 that was filmed for television broadcast. He was joined by members of the cast of The Muppet Show, Kermit the Frog, Miss Piggy, Fuzzy Bear, Gonzo, Statler and Mordov, Lily Allen, Rufus Wainwright, his father, a children's choir and a 30-piece orchestra. Invited guests included Adele and One Direction. 
Since 2013, Britain's Got Talent have held judges' auditions at the Palladium as part of their audition tour, which usually lasts from mid-January to late February. In 2018, Sir Bruce Forsyth's ashes were laid to rest under the Palladium stage, with a blue pack commemorating on the nearby wall, featuring the description, Without question, the UK's greatest entertainer. He rests in peace within the sound of music, laughter and dancing, exactly where he would want to be. So I hope you've enjoyed our look at the London Palladium. Whatever podcast service you use to listen to this, please do subscribe to get updates on new shows and also please leave us some feedback. Please also let me know any places you'd like us to feature in future podcasts and you can let me know through our normal website www.londonvisited.co.uk. You can email me directly on londonvisited at gmail.com or you can contact us on Twitter and Instagram at London Visited or Facebook on at The London Visited. Thanks for listening and really hope you enjoyed our podcast and we'll see you soon on the next one. Bye! This Valentine's Day, Dunkin's got the perfect pairings to show your love. So get down on one knee with a dozen brownie batter donuts and a cocoa mocha signature latte. Or make them swoon with a strawberry dragon fruit Dunkin' refresher with a Cupid's Choice Donut. Are you ready for love? America runs on Dunkin'. Price and participation may vary. Limited time offer.